You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron, live with Ethan Haristadoulou. Good afternoon, good afternoon everybody, and a welcome back to the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Hrissadulu. It is Thursday night, and you know what that means. A new week, a new slate of games, and we kick things off with a pretty sweet matchup in an NFC West clash. Continuing off of the NFC battle or NFC West battles we saw just this past Sunday, we have the Rams at Seahawks in what should be a hotly competitive offensively dominated type of game based off what I have put together here and what I'll talk to you guys about today. I'll explain to you why I think that, uh, but should be a very good game in my opinion. This is one that I've been excited for. I circled this one when I was looking at the Thursday night games and I think should be a slugfest. Now, just as a reminder, as always, if you enjoy what we're doing here, make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Help support the channel if you like what we're doing here. Make sure you do so. Tell your friends. Let them know what we're doing over here. Join in on the discussion down below. When I'm doing these videos, power rankings, feel free to comment your opinions. Let me know. I love talking to you guys about stuff. I always try to answer every single comment that I get on these videos. Now, let's talk about this game. Rams at Seahawks. This should be a wild one. Now, again, I mentioned, should be a slugfest offensively. And here's the reasons why. I was a little bit surprised when I was putting together the statistics and the numbers here and just kind of seeing where these teams ranked up defensively because the Rams, obviously, number one defense last year, they were so dominant. And I mean, even without a real powerful offense behind them, they nearly beat the Packers in the playoffs. And, I, you know, there's a strong argument for if they had better offensive play last year, that could have easily been the team representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Now, on the flip side of things, fast forward to week four of this year, Rams defense and the Seahawks defense both surprisingly struggling. Seahawks, less of a surprise more than the Rams, but again, they're both struggling, especially since the Seahawks, you know, they, they've devoted a little bit to try to make their defense better, and, you know, Pete Carroll recognized the defense was not performing up to par last season. So let's talk about this a little bit. It's going to be a shootout. That's basically how I see this game going. I'm not going to call it like that, but I have a strong feeling it's going to be. When you look at points forced, the Rams are sitting at 28.8 a game, 6 in the league, compared to the Seahawks 25.8, which is 10th in the league. They're both in the top 10. You look at points allowed, they're just at the bottom of the top 20. Rams are at 24.8, and Seahawks are averaging about 25, so pretty much about the same amount of points, 25 a game, roughly allowed. Now, when you look at them defensively, things have not really gone in either team's favor on the defensive side of the football. Both teams, they're among the worst in yards allowed, period. 32 for the Seahawks, literally the worst. Rams are only four slots ahead of them at 27. Then when you look at like just individual like rushing yardages and then passing yardages, Rams are 32nd in rush. Excuse me, Seahawks are 32nd in rush. Rams are 21st. Seahawks are 28th in passing yards. Rams are 25th. These teams are struggling. The Rams, again, real surprising that this is the case because this is a team that I really thought would have a stellar defense paired with a stellar offense, and the offense has shown up and shown out. That Rams defense, though, has not been quite what it was just this past season or even just the last few years prior where they've had so much so much success on the defensive side of the football but not had the offense to really back them up. Now, a couple of like just mismatches and things that I have picked out and why I really think this game is just going to go sky high and yardage and points allowed and things like that is, you know, you have the mismatch just uh, passing alone. The passing yards allowed the Seahawks sitting at 28th, almost 300 yards a game at 29.2 and a half. 
the Rams are averaging more than that. They're averaging 305 and a half. So, I mean, when you put that together, clearly the Seahawks passing defense is having issues. Stephon Gilmore just got traded today, and I really thought that he was going to get released and there was a potential he'd go somewhere like that because that's a team that's contending that really needs secondary help. But unfortunately for the Seahawks, he got traded, not released. Crazy stuff going on in the league. To, uh, excuse me, today for me as I record this, but yesterday for you guys as you see this. Now, another key mismatch here and just something to keep an eye on as well is, you know, the, the way the Seahawks are just, they don't turn the ball over. They're, in, they're, they're literally first in the league in lack of turnovers. They turn over the ball 2.2% of drives. That's literally like, if you think about it, how many drives you get a game? maybe 10 that's literally that's maybe one drive in a game maybe like the Seahawks have been so good at protecting the football the Rams have not really been turning the football over much they only have four turnovers this year this game is literally a recipe for offensive success on both sides of the football. You know, the red zone defenses for both teams have been solid. They're able to stop teams that are getting in there, but teams have been dunking over the top and just not even needing to get into the red zone and scoring outside of the red zone alone. I mean, they're both sitting roughly around like 50%. Seahawks are at 44.4% in the red zone, while the Rams are at 56.3. They're both in the top 10 on red zone defenses, but I mean, teams are able to score outside that red zone and it makes it a non-factor. If these defenses cannot slow each other down, we're looking at a scoreline that probably crosses the over based off like the betting numbers and things like that. I looked at the over under, it's sitting at 54 and a half and we'll get into that in a second. But the way these two defenses are kind of matching up here and just the way I'm seeing things, I have no reason not to believe that both teams are probably going to rack up close to 400 yards offensively. Both teams will probably get close to 30 points, if not more. I mean, this is going to be an offensive slugfest. I would be very surprised if this if the total score doesn't reach at least 30 points, at least. And I mean, that's like being generous. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking 40, 50, maybe 60 points total between these two teams when things are all said and done. So I guess the real big question going into this game and this is for both teams, is can either of these defenses slow the offense of the other team? If I was to answer that question right now, I don't really think so, to be honest with you guys. Both of these defenses have been lackluster. They have not been as good as both of these teams were hoping they would be, especially the Rams. When I was putting these numbers together and just kind of looking at the like tail of the tape, however you want to call it, between these two teams... It literally shocked me because the Rams have been such a good team, but I mean, it, their offense has been so good that it's kind of held off their defensive deficiencies. And it's it's really shocking to me when you like lay out the numbers and look at it like this. I'm not saying they're they're terrible because their offense has been so good that you know maybe they've softened up a little bit towards the ends of games and, and you know and allowed some yardage here and there. Same with the Seahawks; they've been in some pretty crazy shootouts and things like that. So I mean, some high scoring games, but. Oh, man, if this game doesn't end up being a high-scoring affair, I would be pretty shocked about that. Now, a couple of tidbits I pulled out about the game, so just like interesting keynotes that I thought would be fun to share with you guys and stuff to think about as we head into this Thursday night game, is the fact that Stafford has not had much success against the Seahawks, but yet the Rams have had all the success against the Seahawks. So let's listen to these couple of tidbits here. Stafford. Overall through his career, 1-4 versus the Seahawks, including a playoff loss. And on top of that, he has a cumulative passive passer rating of only 79.1. That's the fourth lowest of his career. And the other three teams being the Bengals, the Patriots, and a, a third team that's slipping my mind uh, right now. But that's pretty shocking. Matthew Stafford's always been a pretty talented quarterback. 
He has played for the Lions, though, for the majority of his career, obviously. So maybe that factors into some of those losses and just his struggles against a team that, you know, since Pete Carroll has arrived, has been a dominant force overall. But a little bit of something to keep in mind. Maybe it's the schemes that have given him issues. Maybe it was the fact that he was playing for the Lions that was the issue. Maybe he didn't have the personnel surrounding him to beat the Seahawks teams that have been so good over the last, you know, however long that Pete Carroll's been the head coach now. What, like 10, 11, 12 years? I don't know. Pete Carroll's been there for a while now. He's been the head coach as long as I can remember, at least. Um, But a little bit of an interesting tidbit. Now, on the flip side of things, though, the Rams' overall success, dating back to even prior to Sean McVay, have had the Seahawks number, but we'll just keep Sean McVay in mind because that's what matters. It's been his scheme for the last handful of years. It's him coaching as we go into this game. Since McVay has taken over for the Rams, he is currently 6-3 versus the Seahawks. That's a little interesting of a tidbit. Then from there, if you look at the scoring, 243-183 to 183 in favor of the Rams. So the question is here, is Matthew Stafford not going to be able to deliver against the Seahawks or will Sean McVay's scheme and team that Stafford now has around him be the key and recipe to success that Stafford has not had against the Seahawks in his career. Uh, I don't know if maybe it's just something that, you know, the way that Sean McVay's defensive style works out going up against the Seahawks, you know, they just tend to be more successful against the team the way Seattle plays. I'm not 100% sure what the exact reasoning for that is, but I feel like I have noticed over the years, even when like, and even prior to when Sean McVay took over, I feel like the Rams have had a lot of success against the Seahawks for no reason sometimes. Teams that like were not that good that ended up beating the Seahawks on random occasions where you wouldn't expect it to happen, but it did. So just a little bit of something to keep in mind. There is like a double-edged sword going on here. McVay and his unit has had all the success since he's come into the league against Seattle as a rival. However, Stafford himself, the lead man, the new quarterback, the guy that's slinging the rock, has struggled mightily. Again, fourth lowest passer rating of his career against the Seahawks overall. Some interesting things to think about as we head into tonight's game. Again, I think it's going to be a slugfest. I think this is going to be an offensive battle between these two teams. But there is some history that might, you know, maybe not. Who knows? Now, before we get into predictions and things to keep in mind, just some injuries to note, notable ones that is for players that potentially might miss the game. Again, I'm recording this on Thursday night. This is prior to, or excuse me, I'm recording this on Wednesday night. This is prior to the Thursday night game is what I'm trying to say here. So I may be off with some of these, so bear with me on this one. But as far as questionable players for these teams go, the Rams currently questionable. Darrell Henderson's dealing with some rib stuff. Taylor Rapp, the safety, dealing with an ankle thing. And then Tyler Higby, their tight end, also dealing with an ankle issue as well. All three of them are listed as questionable. Seahawks running back Chris Carson, he's dealing with a neck issue that he sustained last week. And then tight end Jail Everett is questionable because of COVID. Uh, apparently, Everett only needs one more negative test, and he's good to go, and he should be able to play Thursday night. Uh, I don't have anything as of this point, and it's like 8 p.m. as I'm recording this on Wednesday night about these other injuries and whether anything has kind of come out out of today. But that is something to keep in mind. I think that, you know, especially if Chris Carson is missing for the uh, Seahawks, that's going to be something that will really affect the way this offense in Seattle handles the game tomorrow. Chris Carson, obviously a massive piece to that offense. You know, everyone thinks about Russell Wilson and, you know, the, the wide receivers he's been slinging to this year. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are an absolute beast of a tandem at wide receiver. But you can't forget Chris Carson. And man, he has been solid, if not 
not great throughout the last few years that he's been in Seattle. So do not forget about him. He is a big piece and like the engine to this offense that keeps things moving when they need those short yardages or maybe ripping those big runs here and there, keeping defenses honest. Now, aside from those injuries, let's talk some predictions. As far as the scoreline goes, we'll get to that in a quick second. Over, under, we'll get to that as well. I do have a couple bold predictions for this game. I've already mentioned them once just now. Lockett and Metcalf, my bold prediction for the Seattle Seahawks. I think this game is going to be a shootout. I do not expect this game to have a scoreline that falls below the under. I'm looking at 215 yards through the air combined for both Lockett and Metcalf. Lockett has had some massive scores this year. Metcalf has had some massive scores this year going for big plays, big yards. These two, if they get hot... Again, the Rams secondary has not really been quite it was last year. You obviously have Ramsey. He can only do so much. He's only one corner. There's two really good, great number, could be number one wide receivers if they were on different teams in Metcalf and Lockett. Combine them for 215 yards plus. I definitely could see something like that happening. On the flip side of thing for the Rams, Again, going with the adage, this is going to be a high-scoring affair. There's going to be a lot of yards put up in this game. I'm pegging Stafford for 360-plus yards for touchdowns. I think this is going to be a big game for Stafford. He's going to really show up. He, he impressed Sunday night week one in prime time. I think he's got to do it again this week. He's going up against a struggling Seattle defense that is worse than the Tampa Bay defense was coming into week one. I'm taking the over. The over right now is 54 and a half. Whether that moves up or down, I'll still take the over. I, I really think that this game is going to be a high-scoring affair. And for my score prediction, game winner, and who I think is coming out on top in this one, like I said, I think this is really anyone's ball game. I think it's going to be close, but it's going to be a high-scoring one. My prediction for you guys, I have the Rams going over the Seahawks, 35-31 in a massive shootout, offensive firepower left and right. I would be legitimately shocked if the total points it does not exceed 60 in this game i know i said you know maybe 30 maybe 40 earlier but in my honest prediction if i would be shocked if it does not cross at least 60 this is a game that both of these teams could put up some massive numbers we've seen the seahawks put up some big 30 bombers we've seen the we've seen the rams do it already both of these defenses are not where they should be right now that is a recipe for success for both of these offenses let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below. That is my prediction for tonight's game. I would love to hear what you guys think. Did I get anything right? Am I missing something? Is there something I'm not seeing that maybe you Seattle fans are seeing or Rams fans? Am I right with what I'm saying? Let me know. I'll catch you guys on uh, what Sunday. Yeah, Sunday for my game day preview for all the games on Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday, everybody. Enjoy some primetime football Thursday night, and I'll catch you guys later. Have a good one.